0: Did the body cam footage just expose OBJ? Demi Lovato in the hottest of waters? More Biden docs were found. And is George Santos the biggest lying liar who has ever lied? We're gonna talk about all of that and more on today's brand new Philip DeFranco show. So buckle up, hit that like button. Let's just jump into it, you beautiful bastards. We finally got the video. So you may not remember, but there was this incident Thanksgiving weekend with Odell Beckham Jr. He's a football player. He's currently a free agent with reports saying that he had to get off an LA-bound flight in Miami because he didn't put his seatbelt on. His lawyer releasing a statement then saying, that he had just fallen asleep with a blanket over his head, and that by the time that he was awakened, he was told that he needed to get off the plane for refusing to comply with a seatbelt mandate. And his lawyer saying the flight attendant was overzealous and made everyone deboard That at no point was Beckham disruptive or combative. and now, all this time after, we have newly released police footage. Let's walk through it together. You have the footage starting with him getting woken up. Officers think he seems fine. and We then see a flight attendant saying, on, "Everyone continues talking, saying that it's up to the pilot and the crew as to whether or not he should be allowed to stay on the flight." This is a five-hour flight. Yeah, this is five Report further explaining that the crew thought something was wrong with him and were concerned that his condition would worsen over the course of the trip, so they decided that he needed to get off. We then hear someone say that the whole plane needs to be deported to follow procedure, and someone later explains the situation to Beckham. Right okay. now, for whatever reason, they're asking you to leave. We're going to rebook you on the next flight. Hold Okay, I don't this is what's going to happen. As soon as I get off, you can do whatever you got to do. We're going to have so, to, we're going to have to deplane everybody on this plane and then you're still going to get off. That's fine. People then start getting off, there's a ton of crosstalk and noise in the video. But then it appears one of the passengers calls him out and says something that clearly irks him. Because we then hear Beckham respond. You Everything you wrong you with the world. The you're looking you at me to get off the plane that for you. I would never, ever in my life, get off the plane for you. Specifically, you. Maybe everybody else. I would get off the plane. You gonna wait forty minutes, and I'm gonna be on a private yeah. plane home. Good. Yeah. It's your fat Enjoy your show. Yeah, family. I will. Get your off the plane for a second. Yeah, I bet. Enjoy the cheese board on the way home. So ugly. So in response to this, we've seen people calling Odell things like a douche canoe. That's literally the barstool headline. People also saying he's rude and selfish, noting that he was told everyone else is going to have to deboard if he doesn't go along with it. He says that's fine. But also you have people defending Odell, saying, you know, the the cabin crew, they went too far. Some saying it even looks like he was targeted. Regarding him being rude to passengers, people saying, you know, you say the ugliest things if you're just woken up. Which is why I will now pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts regarding this whole situation in the body cam footage with OBJ? And then, Demi Lovato is a threat to the sanctity of Christianity. That is... Is a take that a number of people have right now and actually an advertising regulator in the uk has agreed with them but why on god's green earth would she do such a thing when it's gonna result in millions of dollars of free promos rageonomics baby. but let's just jump into it so the story centers around demi's album holy fuck and a poster with the album's cover art featuring demi lying on a cross-shaped mattress while in bondage but now the advertising standards authority in the uk or asa released a statement yesterday saying that the posters with that image were banned with them notably having been placed in six different spots around london for a four-day period before being Taken down. And this after the ASA said they got a whopping four complaints about the poster, which to put into context is like if I deleted a video because there was one comment that said, I don't like this. Just number wise, I mean, four people in a city of nine million. But yeah, their complaints centered around two main issues. One, saying the poster was likely to cause serious or widespread offense. And two, saying that the ads were irresponsibly placed where children could see it. Now, for their part, Demi's record label said they didn't think the poster would cause outrage. And as it turns out, this wasn't the label just like trusting their gut, feeling out the vibes. They even checked with the agency prior to running the the poster to make sure it was quote acceptable to run on the proposed sites but despite the asa previously giving it the check mark there were like four people gotta take it down with the agency saying that it took a handful of factors into consideration including the language on the poster even though the title uses a v instead of a u the agency said it was clearly alluding to the phrase holy fuck and since it appeared in a public place where children were also likely to see it the group ruled that it was targeted irresponsibly and then regarding religious issues it said that the image of lovato on the crucifix bed along with the holy fuck album title quote was likely to be viewed as linking sexuality to the sacred symbol of the crucifix the crucifixion, and saying it was likely to cause serious offense to Christians, and saying therefore it had breached the ad code and cannot appear in its current state without being suitably targeted. So of course, in response to this, we saw some people supporting it, others mocking the news, others condemning it, with a group called Humanist UK, which says it aims to promote free thinking and tolerance, releasing a statement slamming the ASA, saying its ruling regarding offense to Christianity is a de facto ban on blasphemy, and adding regardless of what anyone may think of the language used in Lovato's advert, or its appropriateness for children, religious offense should never be grounds to ban an advert, and adding in a free society, fear of offending religion should... Should not take precedence over free expression what one person perceives as offensive may be very important for another person to say and have heard saying religions in particular are big powerful ideas these kinds of regulations take power away from ordinary people and insulate powerful institutions from scrutiny But hey that's a story and i want to pass the question off to you where do you land on this debate and then you remember how kanye said there, there's a lot of things that i love about hitler A lot of things. While some of the bad news is that he is not alone in having that sentiment, as we have seen with just hateful people throwing out signs, what's becoming more and more alarming is anti-Jewish sentiment rising. With a survey between September and October finding that 85% of Americans believe at least one anti-Jewish trope. And that's a big jump from 61% in 2019. And as far as some of the specifics, one quarter of Americans think it is mostly or somewhat true that Jewish people have too much power in the business world and Wall Street, with roughly the same percentage saying they are so shrewd in business that others don't have a fair chance. And then you've got one in five people agreeing with these statements, that Jewish people don't care what happens to anyone but their own kind, that they're more willing than others to use shady practices to get what they want, and saying they have a lot of irritating faults. And before y'all go anti-boomer in the comments, which I know it's easy to kind of jump to that conclusion, one of the interesting aspects of the survey is that they found very little difference of opinion between age groups. And understand, this survey is not happening in a vacuum. We're seeing changes in thoughts and opinions not just in surveys, but also in the headlines we've seen. Right in recent years, you have things like the neo-Nazi march in Charlottesville, to the Tree of Life synagogue massacre, and it's not just hitler love, and Kanye. You've got Donald Trump openly attacking Jews who don't support Israel, perpetuating the trope that they should have dual loyalty just because they're Jewish. And so that's why with this story, of course, I throw out the general question to everyone of what are your thoughts here, especially to those of my audience who are Jewish, what is your reaction to all of this? Right through your own experiences, have you seen a change over the last three, five, 10 years? And if so, what does it look like? And then, no matter the size of the business, January means dealing with customer emails, returns, gift card purchases, and the inevitable increase in postage costs. And that's why I wanna thank today's fantastic sponsor stamps.com slash phil we're all busy enough as is and personally i love how convenient and cost effective this is for me and my business i can get all mailing and shipping done without even leaving my house you can print official u.s postage from your computer 24 7 no special supplies or equipment needed if you need a package pickup easily schedule it through the stamps.com dashboard plus get access to the usps and ups services that you need to run your business for unbeatable rates up to 86 percent off and stamps.com automatically tells you the cheapest and fastest shipping options no guessing no overpaying no thinking we're required simply put stamps.com saves me time and money it frees me to spend more time producing the show working on new merch doing the next drop spending time with family to so start this new year right by saving serious money on mailing and shipping get started with stamps.com today sign up at stamps.com fill for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage in a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that's stamps.com slash and then Biden's lawyers discovered a second batch of classified files with this revelation coming just days after we learned around 10 classified files were found in a private office before the midterms and returned to the National Archives now as for this second batch sources say they were in a different location came from Biden's time as VP and were found sometime after the first batch but as of recording that's really all we know though very little of that matters for the way this looks politically for Biden or because one time maybe that's an isolated incident two times it's starts looking more and more like a systematic problem and as rule number one of political scandals tells us bad news dripping out slowly over a long period of time looks a lot worse optically than one-time revelations regardless of the nuances especially because as long as this stays in the headlines biden's forced to get on the defensive and republicans have something to hound him on right why wouldn't you try to suck the air out of stories like the the george santos scandal or the kevin mccarthy fiascos and now with congressional republicans moving to investigate the biden files you can expect there to be more and more news coverage of this even if no more documents are discovered and even with understanding these don't appear to be one to one situations, it makes sense for them strategically to do this. Or The worse they can try to make this seem for Biden, the harder it makes it for Merrick Garland to criminally prosecute Trump. Or because even though, given what we currently know, Trump's actions were far, far, far worse, a different thing, Garland is extremely cautious about appearing impartial. So there's a concern that by prosecuting only one of them, it could weaken the DOJ's perceived legitimacy and give Republicans even more to be aggrieved over. Though with all of this, I will say it is fascinating that people for a year who said it was no big deal that Donald Trump had these files apparently now have so many security concerns about Biden. Because personally, I'm of the mindset of, yeah, let's find out what the hell is in Biden's files. The more we know, the better we can judge and compare situations. Otherwise, you really don't care about the truth and you're just trying to weaponize oversimplified headlines to falsely equate them. But hey, That's a story and then just this fucking dummy's opinion. And then, we need to talk about Representative George Santos, because I need everyone to understand how ridiculous and egregious this situation really is. And at this point, you've probably heard at least some of this story, but just, (laughs) I'm not even gonna be able to get to everything and I want you to buckle up. so Santos is a newly elected congressman. He flipped a seat for Republicans in New York, helped them secure their narrow house majority. You know, this guy seemed like a godsend for the Republican party. He's a bright young 34 year old, the son of Brazilian immigrants, the grandson of Jewish Holocaust survivors, the first openly gay Republican to win a house seat as a non-incumbent. He's a self-made man who beat all the odds after being forced to leave one of New York's best private schools because his family couldn't afford it. He instead attends public college. Forward. He's still able to become a successful financier and investor working for some of the top firms in the world and that ain't all He is a big heart soft spot for cute fuzzy animals His animal rescue charity saved more than 2500 dogs and cats except as it turns out all of that is total bullshit once again doesn't even touch on all All the lies. Right, so toward the end of December, before Santos was even sworn in, the New York Times published an absolute nuke of an investigation that indicated large chunks of his resume were just made up. Right, specifically, the Times reported that the leading financial firm, Citigroup, and Goldman Sachs, where he claimed to have worked, had no record of his employment. Also, Baruch College, where he said he graduated in 2010, had no record of anyone with that name and birthday graduating that year. The same was true for records of his attendance at NYU, where he had allegedly done a stint, according to his biography on the National Republican Congressional Committee website. The Times also found almost no evidence that his animal rescue charity friends of pets united was a tax-exempt organization and the irs didn't have any records of a charity registered with that name and beyond that the outlet claimed that santos hadn't listed any of the 13 properties he had bragged his family owned on his financial disclosures for his most recent campaign as well as an earlier failed campaign and reporters couldn't even find any evidence those properties existed they also couldn't find any public assets belonging to santos's self-described family firm the devolder organization despite the fact that santos said that the capital introduction consulting company managed 80 million dollars in assets and he also didn't. Provide any information about clients on financial disclosures as required by law. It also doesn't even touch on a bunch of other financial-related sketchiness, like where he got enough money to loan seven hundred thousand dollars to his own campaign when he reported earning fifty-five thousand dollars in twenty twenty, as well as his employment at a company accused of operating a Ponzi scheme. Also, while something he technically didn't lie about, the Times brought up information that voters should probably know about their own congressman, or things like how Brazilian court records show that he was charged with fraud after confessing that he stole the checkbook of a man that his mom was caring for and made fraudulent purchases. Once again, there is so much 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 more I'll link down to the investigation and other articles because remember that investigation was just the beginning and shit just kept snowballing after that with several outlets including the forward and CNN looking into Santos's claim that his mother's parents were Jews who fled persecution in Ukraine survived the Holocaust and eventually settled in Brazil instead finding zero evidence of Jewish ancestry in fact genealogy websites reviewed by those outlets found that his mother's parents grandparents were born in Brazil and have no Ukrainian or Jewish roots CNN also reporting that a spokesperson for the esteemed private school he claimed he had been forced to leave because of financial problems had no record of his attendance beyond that the daily beast found court records that show santos who again centered his campaign on his identity as a proud openly gay republican failed to tell the public that he had been married to a woman until 2019 with his divorce reportedly only finalized 12 days before his first congressional run in 2020 while the congressman says that he's now married to a gay man his partner has been largely kept out of the public eye even during major events like santos's swearing in the daily beast also not able to find a marriage record for him in new york and then in addition to all of that you have people calling into question claims that he's made like his mom was a groundbreaking executive who died as a result of 9-11 he also claimed having employees that died in the Pulse nightclub shooting and as far as what Santos has had to say uh, he has copped to some of the lies with him reportedly telling the New York Post at the end of last month my sins here are embellishing my resume I'm sorry specifically he confessed he never worked directly for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup saying the outright lie was a poor choice of words and saying that he had actually worked at a company that helped make capital introductions between clients and investors including Goldman Sachs and Citigroup also admitting that he never graduated from any college and that he lied about owning 13 different properties instead saying he actually owns no property and literally lives with his sister also of note while he did confirm he was married to a woman he said they divorced in 2017 and again asserted that he's now married to a man saying i'm okay with my sexuality people change i'm one of those people who change so easily my my favorite thing i saved the best for last as far as things that he has addressed is that santos a man who said he is a proud american jew and was elected to lead a district that is 20 percent jewish said i never claimed to be jewish i am catholic because i learned my maternal family had a jewish background i said i was jewish and even without once again reconsidering all the other things he lied about i think you can say you know him saying that he was embellishing his resume that's not it though in the face of all of this santos is still defending himself and saying that it will not impact his ability to lead and adding i campaign talking about the people's concerns not my resume but the counterpoint to that is something that should be on your resume is it's impossible for you to say three things without two of them being a lie like i genuinely don't know if he has lived a life on this earth where he woke up He went to sleep, and in between, he did not lie. Because every day, something else comes out. I mean, part of the reason we're even talking about this story is yet another lie has been reported. With the chairman of the Nassau County Republican Party saying that Santos had lied to him about being the star of a volleyball team of the college that he didn't attend, with that official saying. Told me, I remember specifically, I'm into sports a little bit, that he was a star on the Baruch volleyball team and that they won the league championship. What can I tell you? With a key thing here, that same official, along with other leaders of the whole county Republican party, also calling on Santos to resign, saying that his campaign was one of deceit, lies, and fabrication. And that's one of the key reasons I'm covering it after all of this. We are now seeing the most concerted campaign to get Santos to step down from his post, and that's also coming from Republicans, including some of his key allies. Right, in addition to the party chair, four other newly elected congressmen from New York called on him to resign. And beyond that, just this week alone, two formal ethics complaints have been filed against him, one by Democrats in the House and another by a watchdog with the fec and that's on top We've, we're just stacking this shit so high he's also being investigated by both federal and local prosecutors and brazil has said it will reopen the fraud case concerning him so there's a question of will he eventually resign but for now he's refusing and i wouldn't count on anything with him doubling down in a tweet yesterday and then of course yeah you have house speaker kevin mccarthy he kind of couldn't care less. Right? Not only has he refused calls to boot Santos, he still plans to seat him on a congressional committee. With McCarthy telling reporters yesterday, the voters elected him to serve, and adding that Santos has to answer to the voters and the voters can make another decision in two years. And so where I'm gonna leave the story is with two notes. The first is let this be a reminder that liars and cheaters never prosper, except literally always. And two, you should never expect actual accountability when it comes to politicians and politics, because if you can distract everyone else with us versus them, rather than the fucked up shit that you, did you can get away with it and it's why you often see politicians kind of just try to deal with stuff until focus can go to something else whether it be an issue that becomes national news or something more local like uh, in la kevin de Leon. and that is actually where i'm gonna end today's show as always thank you for watching liking, and being subscribed to these daily dives into the news what i'll say is while you leave that comment down below on the stories that matter most to you my name's philip defranco you've just been filled in i love yo faces and i'll see you sunday